Welcome to Strength in the Numbers. My name is Andrew Codd, accountant, author, and commercial finance entrepreneur. And it's my job each week to bring you leaders in finance and business and deconstruct with them their real stories, insights, and hard-won lessons into practical advice on the key strengths and qualities you need to remain relevant in accounting and finance today, as well as the steps you can begin to take to elevate the impact you make to have a fun, successful, and rewarding career in accounting and finance. Now let's go over to the show. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Strength in the Numbers. Our guest mentor this week is Sabina Pretzlow Christensen who started her finance and accounting career working in the renewable sector before then deciding to do military service which later led her to a stint in the finance department at the Danish Navy before then finally becoming a finance and business consultant. Now what I really enjoyed about our chat with Sabina is that I came across her via an article with Anders Leo Lindbergh and Sabina's a very similar value mindset to me which I was what I used when I wrote the book to Audacious Finance Partner which is the one that became a bestseller on Amazon in the UK and America and the reason why I believe that's the case is there's a lot more finance professionals showing a lot more courage in their interactions with the business particularly coming out from behind our desks and challenging the business on some decisions not necessarily always winning them but making sure the decisions are better value for the business and that helps us become more influential so i felt that sabina had some very interesting points as she shares on our podcast in particular some of the actions that were unknowingly taking in finance and accounting that are perhaps holding us back from becoming even more influential uh, sabina deconstructs some simple actions that she calls on leading up and leading down as she's done in the danish navy that reduced time costs and improved the value of the insights she was giving we also go into the courage mindset as sabina calls it and why it's important for accounting and finance professionals and finally sabina shares how you can actually gain more respect by having the courage to say no uh, trusting in your training and also the worst but surprisingly good outcome that actually came from her doing so. So look, I really enjoyed this conversation. It did drag on a bit longer than usual, but you know, I felt I was talking with a kindred spirit when it came to how to approach uh, finance and adding value for the business. So look, hope you enjoyed as much as I did. If you want to follow up on the show notes, you can find those as usual at, at sitnshow.com slash podcast slash 068. So without further ado, over to Sabina and the show. Of course it will. Um, I think my, my real career or journey started when I was doing finance reporting back in the United States for this company doing renewable energy. I was uh, doing forecast and then finance report for Chinese investors. And mm-hmm. while I was sitting there, I was just thinking that I knew all the numbers. I knew how it was going to be in the future, but I had no idea what's going uh, on behind the numbers. So... After being in the United States, I went back home. I took an English uh, bachelor in international sales and marketing just to getting to know the value change, to getting to know how to talk to the customers, what audience you are looking for, and so on and so on. Um, after that, I spent uh, a time in the UK working as an accountant assistant. Unfortunately, my mom got very sick and I have to go back and take care of um, family business. It wasn't my area um, and I wasn't interested in uh, taking over. So I kind of joined the military just for the fun of it. Um, <laughs> and doing <laughs> Joining that, the military because of the fun of it. <laughs> it was just for the fun of it. I have no idea why. I was just, you know, yeah. had so much energy I need to get out there. 
But yeah. <laughs> doing that, after a while, I got into the Navy, where I was um, holding the project. I've been there for three years. Yeah, working with that. And I quit my job three months ago. Um, and actually, now I'm just, you know, going out there and telling everybody how I did my job. And another way of looking into finance, how to speak to the manager and how to actually lead uh, I think that leading and managing is not just from the top and down. I also think it's from the bottom and up. And definitely. Definitely, yeah. But it's not actually very common and not everybody's doing that. And I think it's so important in the finance you're working to do that. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just going out there encouraging others like me to do what I did. There's a lot in there I'd love to, to explore more with you. So... In terms of maybe let's let's start exploring that last bit in terms of that bottom-up piece. Is that sort of related to the article you did with Anders around listening being a key skill or or what sort of the main things we could we could look towards to ensure we're doing that bottoms-up approach? I think that many of us just sit behind the screen doing the numbers, doing the report, hand it over and don't think about it anymore. And that's kind of, you know, you're stopping yourself for being in more into the business you're stopping yourself for developing you're stopping yourself for being a part of the decisions so knowing what your bosses want to know both uh, what they need or nice to know you know you have to get the relationship not only with your customers but also with your bosses the leaders the managers so on and the thing is that when you get to that point where you know what kind of information they need to make the best decision the work you have done is is kind of perfect in that term that you are um, you're cutting down the time cost. You know what you give is the value for the best decision, and the relationship you have the managers actually encourage you to do more, and you get enrolled in more decisions and um, and discussions. So I think it's it's quite important. And as you said, I did this article with honors. Uh, reloaded and it was more about i was getting i was using this uh, finance report every month uh, for the manager to get the right decision for the forecast and so on and i noticed that every time i was doing this i always get the report from well actually this was my customers just just remember that doing the the defense and being in the navy there are so many levels of managers and uh working uh, people so it's kind of hard to understand where you are in the <laughs> the change but <laughs> <laughs> but remember that i was kind of in the middle so i have a lot of people under me doing um well they were sailing the ships and a lot of the staff over me was you know saying what they have to do so doing this report i have to get all the, my information from the lower levels to bring up to one report and go to the higher levels and Often the lower levels were delaying in the report because they have no idea what's going on and they're, you know, they're doing anything else and too busy sailing and so on. So I kind of just, you know, I opened the door and went out of my office and I visit them. I visit them and tell me, you know what, you're delaying my report. What's up? And they're saying, you know, we don't get the information either. And after that, I started to visit them um, often. And they started calling me because at the moment I got a view of what kind of work I was actually putting them through. And it was enormous. Mm -hmm. And just by, you know, picking up the phone or sending an email or just visiting, 
we cut down the time cost um, actually very big. And that relationship was for me perfect to do my reports. I was always ahead. Whenever one manager asked me of anything, I knew what was going on. I knew what the cost would be. And I knew what kind of um, things we have to do to improve whatever was going on. So definitely relationship with the manager, leaning, managing up, um, not only down, is very important doing finance. And there's not very much, and there's not anyone doing it actually uh, in that context. I wish they would. I suppose it's just taking care take care of all those around us it's very easy to get trapped behind screens particularly if, if that's how we've come into accounting and finance um if you i suppose if you worked in sort of like family businesses before and so on you appreciate that uh, it's the people that make an organization on, at all levels and and therefore you'd, you'd probably be more mindful to go and talk to people on the front lines people doing the, the tough work um, to get an appreciation of where they're coming from, where you can make their their lives a bit easier, and I, I sort of I know I can think of my own stories as well that where I've done that, and then they're actively reaching out to you to to sort of share with you what their challenges are. You help solve them, and then therefore your data flows speed up, and then therefore yeah. the 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 timeliness of what you're delivering to senior management is actually even better, and probably. Um, you know more enhanced than what they've ever seen before and all it, it is is simply getting out from behind your desk and going talking to real people so in terms of maybe some people that are <laughs> you know are still stuck behind their desks you know why should they why should they get out from behind their desks sabina well actually first of all i think you're talking about it's all about the mindset um i think it's uh it, it takes courage courage um to go out there sitting behind the desk and look at the numbers is kind of a safe area so when you go out of your comfort zone, you go out of the office and actually meet the customers, they will be um, challenging you for your knowledge about the numbers, why you do that, why we're going to do that, and so on. So when you go out there, you get a whole nother view of how the business works. And doing that is so important for the numbers. I would never, I mean, never walk into a manager with a problem without two to three solution. And I can only do that if I know what's going on in the business. So I think mm -hmm. that it is so important to go out, to go away from the screen and go and learn just to get this relationship and to know what's in the business, how it works, who pays who, uh, where it's shipping through and, you know, small things. But it's, it's yeah. behind the numbers was actually counting when you go out to the management and tell them, this number is red or this number is perfect or whatever and have a story behind it because that would lead to what's going to going through to the future yeah like like definitely i i suppose a good way maybe i mean it is completely down to mindset i'm just trying to sort of convince people that if they're not doing this already then you know like there's plenty of people who who are and, and as much as we might have been hired for our technical skills around numbers uh you know like every you know we're living in very demanding times global globalization very demanding consumers so you know there's plenty of other people that are starting to do this more and if, if we're not doing this we're going to get left behind and become less relevant and if we're we're sitting behind our desks staring at the screens we're not appearing very relevant either to the business and i challenge everyone you know like do we really know our businesses if that if we're doing that 
you know are we do we really understand the numbers do we is there anything that we can actually go go learn and we probably could if we just got out from behind our desks so um it's a great bit of advice there sabina uh, i was just trying to think in terms of your work with the navy i mean their their challenges in your mind would they be sort of similar or quite different to your your traditional industry or commercial type businesses well it's quite different because when you are in the navy or the defense of all you get uh, well you get a kind of money from the governor and you have to make that the best of it so you have a number of uh, zeros on your account and you have to make <laughs> the best value of that and that's um it's a big challenge because working in the navy is is a day that nothing is compared to yesterday and definitely not tomorrow it changes all the time so you have this amount of money and you have to do the best for it that means you have all the time to be ahead you have all the time to be in front of whatever's going to happen and you have to make the best of it a very good example is we are doing a being who I am, having my mindset. I always try to make the best of every value that I can find, right? So in a in a little line uh, in one of our uh, intern doors, I found this saying that you can actually convert some money. It has never been done before, and I went down to the manager saying, "Hey, by the way, we can actually get some money here," and he was like, "Nope." I was like, are you sure? Yes. You know what? I, that's a challenge. I accept it. And I went back and I just, you know, I took, uh, took a call to my customers saying, you know what? I see opportunity here. Let's go for it. And they're like, you know, you're crazy. You're crazy. You're never going to happen. And I was like, yeah, that's double challenge, right? So we uh, spent a lot of time actually uh, trying to figure this out. And I sent it up to the highest level. And they're just shaking your head, you know, this, this, you can't do that. It's like, you know what? It's, it's just, it's staying right there. You can read it with your own eyes. You actually make this. So I'm just taking you up on your offer. <laughs> so <laughs> the bottom line was that actually with this cooperation and uh, this finance report we did, it took uh, three months. We actually gained um, value of two figured millions to get back to our department and to spend it better than we could have and it was a big success for the because it was the first time anyone has actually done it it was in the law so you can do it just nobody actually dared to do it and that only succeed because i had so good relationship with uh, my customers with my managers they were having my back all the time even though they were shaking their head <laughs> and <laughs> and then we succeed we did and i was quite proud of all the people i've been working for and it stands today um i'm known as the rebellion <laughs> and i'm quite fine about that because i challenge i challenge the system and sometimes you have to go out be brave have the courage look up for your scream and and you know do it do that things and i think that's a quality a lot of people are lacking sitting there behind the screen so yeah. and back yeah, to the I, question yeah. i'm sorry Working, working with the finance <laughs> in the Navy is quite difficult. And it's a, it's a challenge. It is, definitely. And you can't compare it to anything else. It's not value change, as you know. It is not commercial. You just, you just have to have the best of what you gain. 
as I really appreciate you saying that and I think you laid that out nicely for us but there's still some common themes there that I encourage our listeners to pick up on is is that sort of courage that uh, audacity that boldness that's why I titled the book the audacious finance partner because we need a bit of that um, side to us the ability to challenge and hold the mirror up to the business that's what we've been doing it's just getting out there and doing it and doing it more and then that way we'll find where there's opportunities to add value and I love I love how you said you've you had your, your managers back and when people feel like that they'll open up a lot more to you. Definitely. And they'll give you more opportunities to add value. So some some great bits of advice in there. I really, really enjoyed you sharing those, uh, Sabina. And in terms of I sort of step away a bit and look your voluntary work. Um with the was it the Red Cross? Yeah. And um, what are you doing with them? Um actually I'm just uh we have this um refugees from Serbia. And I'm just teaching them math and, and Danish, actually. Uh, I okay. come from a home where we have foster kids. So it's it's quite normal for me to give for those who don't have as much as I have. So working with these kids is um, it's, it's just fun. And I'm the one who's actually think that the ones who want to do more, we should encourage and motivate and lift up and, you know, see the world because they are they are our future and there's so many opportunities out there it's just a waste if you're sitting one there i actually do want to do something but i actually don't have the the motivation or the right crew behind them so that's one of the reasons i i'm volunteering in the in teaching yeah that's that's fantastic you're doing that i I think again that's why it's great to have guest mentors like yourself on the show sabina you know again share no no, but it's sharing your advice and thoughts to make you know give other people who are motivated the chance of succeeding and you know we've got fantastic skills uh, that we pick up in our finance work that we can go share with others whether it's the work like you're doing with the red cross or i I know other people have got involved with like entrepreneurial uh, for young people Mm. um or, you know, actually, I think even people doing scouts, I think I've got a, a show coming about, about uh, scouts as well. There's so much we can offer in terms of our organizational ability, our finance ability. Mm-hmm. You know, why not share it and learn a bit more about ourselves and helping others in the process? So, um, you know, well done for doing that. And um, I hope more of our listeners uh, take your lead and, 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 you know, consider doing some volunteer work as well. Yeah, that would be great. A better world, right? Oh, God, completely. Well, as you said, they are our future. So, um. They are our future. And I think the one that, actually one of the things that I think that I gain the most respect for in my work in the finance in the Navy is my courage to say no. I mean, oh. you're standing there in front of a, a highly ranked commander and he's just looking at you, shaking in the says no. Did you just say no to me? I was like, yes, I did. <laughs> come on guys you can't do this because of that and that and as the partner said before as long as you know he knows the reason why i said yeah. no he can say yes i really don't care as long as you know what's going to happen but yeah. just the fact that i'm standing there being a woman being mm-hmm. uh, not in uniform and being in finance which they all kind of hate is like <laughs> saying no to a commander they just look at you like are you kidding me so i think the courage for saying no and stand up to your skills i mean i know what i was doing i know how the thing was going to turn out if they're saying yes i know what kind of the future hold and what cost would go ahead with this decision 
saying no actually gain a lot of respect. So, yeah. so it's I, the courage again. It's the mindset, and and I think we should all uh, do more of that. I do. I do feel that there's this agenda out there that um, that I think in the past finance probably said no too much, and we said no in the wrong way. But there's this agenda out there at the moment where we're encouraged to get people to yes or and yes, and I just feel that that's um, that's just very passive in terms of we're just probably letting people enter into the wrong decisions without understanding the full the full reasons because if it you know like you got these scenarios of groupthink where everyone around the table says yes there's no discourse what's the point in having the meeting you know if you say someone says a no right i think no is brilliant because it helps clarify boundaries as long as it's done in the right way you know whether it's someone say whether we're giving the advice and someone says no that's wrong then we can maybe go and say well okay why do you think that or what's your thinking there mm. and how did you come with that and we they, they might help us see something we hadn't seen in in, in our approach and similarly if someone wants to do something and, and like you, you said yourself there Sabine is standing up to very senior people and saying no you know they're if they're um how do you say any way a decent leader they're going to try and understand why and and maybe have help, letting you help them how do you say show that or even show them where they might have missed something something in their thinking they can still take that decision decision that's their right but it's our responsibility to to at least help them make better decisions and and provide them with that insight. I so, definitely agree. Definitely. You know. So look, that you know that that's just part of our jobs, and and in fact, you know that's how we add value. And look, once the decision's made, is we we have to support the the decision on it and and do our best to make it happen. So that's saying no in the right way. Mm. Um. So don't be frightened, as you said. You know, like what's like what's what's actually just out of interest. What's the worst that's ever happened to you when you said no? Um, I was kicked out of a meeting. <laughs> there we go. You're not the only one. That's happened to me a couple of times as well. But you know actually, what? I got funny. back in there and saying, you know what, you can't do this. Actually, I, I kind of got in there and I slammed the door and I said, what's your problem? And he just looked at me like, oh, she's going to eat me. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm here. I'm doing my job and I'm actually yeah. doing the best that I can because of you. And he's actually one of the manager that is the best manager I've ever met. He always stood yeah. behind me and we discussed the number. He didn't just, you know, get the figures and just look at them and didn't take me into the discussion and decision. He actually, um, he put me through that. So we have a great relationship and he's the one of the most uh, talent leader I've ever met. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it, isn't it funny how it works that like, you know, I, you just remind me of my, my scenario there. I remember the, the last person I said no to, and I got kicked out of a meeting <laughs> for being disruptive. And then, um, that person's been my biggest sponsor in an organization exactly. since I think she, you know, she's helped me get two jobs because uh, of, uh, yeah, it's respect. Yeah. So, um, so you got, again, it's gotta be done in the right way. Yeah. 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 And if you of get, course. and if you get kicked out of meetings or being told you're disruptive, <laughs> that actually could be a good sign. Yeah. As long as you're not being told it all the time, but yeah. uh, <laughs> but don't so, try it at home. So, just saying. Yeah, don't try it at home. Yeah, yeah, it's not worth it. <laughs> well shared, Sabrina. So, so look, let's maybe let's go to some lightning questions in terms of advice. What what's been the best bit of advice you've received? Uh, career or work, uh, career or personal life? Um, I think it was career, and I think it actually was a mix. Being a part of the Navy, a one, uh, well, he was an older commander. He told me that I was rebellish, saying you're a rebel and you're extremely uh, uh, wild. Nobody can contain you. And I just looked at him like, okay, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> and he said, any boss who's willing to 
put you loose is going to make extremely high value and result. And I was like, what do you mean about being rebellious and wild and making result? And he's like, you know, you know the business, you know how it works. You go out there, you talk, you don't take no for an answer and you kind of pain in the ass. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. And so I think that one of my best advice that I ever gained was, you know, believe in yourself. Don't take no for an answer. It's just another opportunity. And believe yes. that you actually go out there and talk to people. I know you can spend four hours just drinking tea, but getting to know what they need and how they work and wh who they work with is going to benefit your work so much. So do it. Just do it. Definitely. Well, great bit of advice. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I can't, I can't add anything more to that. <laughs> <laughs> very, good, very good, Sabrina. And uh, it's, I suppose in terms of resources you, you sort of found useful or any books you found useful could you perhaps recommend anything to our audience well i'm listening to a lot of broadcasts actually one of yours by the way i think the one where you're sharing uh, your knowledge and encourage other people to do the same as you do and actually just showing the way it's um it's motivated so in all that um yeah you know, listening to other finance broadcasting, uh, listen to TED. I, you know, every night before mm -hmm. I go to bed, I take one of these uh, 10 minutes you can add and you can, it selects your, um, the project. You have no idea what's going on. And just listening to, uh, you know, different things. It opens up your horizon, it opens up your mind and you see things uh, in a different way. I think it's motivated. So I do a lot of that. And take, uh, you know, cut off all the negative people. Go out saying that you can't do that or that's a no or, you know, sit behind your screen. It's, it's, not, it's not working, you know. Take some people around you that's encouraging you, that motivates you to see, to see the best in you and the skills that you have. And, you know, spend more time with those. Spend time with people and broadcasting and books that actually encourage uh, you to do whatever you're good at that's what i do yeah a very good bit of advice to me and i think um i think we're very similar in that regard it's, like i wouldn't be a big fan of like jazz for instance right but i appreciate the principle of jamming and it's just going out there and exposing yourself to different ideas different thinking and seeing what um yeah i suppose it's diversity of perspective you know so we've actually not just known for oh this guy's or our, our, our girl is 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 um is good with numbers it's just the case of there's a bit more to us as well yeah, that, um, is. that we're continuously looking to improve and add value um to our own lives but also to others as well like um like i'm actually learning about trees at the moment and different leaves okay and how you can tell yeah and how you can tell you know north south east or west just by looking at the shape of trees and uh you know because because in ireland the sun isn't out all the time and it's not easy to figure out where you are um always so yeah looking at trees and then it'll be stars and stuff like that because i think they're just you know people have been able to do that for years and they're, they're very old skills but it's just um it's just nice and you learn out and actually you can get a lot of um sort of see any uh, areas of similarity and crossover into our work in finance mm, in terms definitely. of providing direction looking for signs you know and uh, trends patterns we're very good at that so you know just um so it's actually quite a good skill for a finance person to pick up is actually we could actually look at trees and forests and we could even figure out the direction uh the bit of history as well and potentially what might happen in the future 
So I definitely agree. Actually, funny as you say so, because I was um, thinking about what's going on in the future in the finance business and mm-hmm. taking uh, the robot is coming and taking more and more other jobs. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. so that, they are, they are. We can't deny that. Yes. And yeah. um, I think one of the most important skills that's going to miss is the basic accountant. I mean, I learned it. I learned it the hard way doing my school and then you know doing it the seal in the paper writing it all down but I must, <laughs> I must admit that i'm i'm forgetting it because i'm not using it so yes. i think that one of the things about the future and the robots and all that is great but it does make another demand for us all the basic hard work skills like accountant is gonna be i don't know gone I don't think it's going to survive to say that. Um, so I think our role is changing. The CFO role is changing. I don't think he's going to be managing in the same way. I think he's going to be a strategic business focused guy adding value uh, and all his uh, people behind him is going to be kind of the same. Um, so I think actually one of those, as you say, look at the tree, where is uh, where are we going? I think it's going to be uh, missing in, in the future. So all that hard work and basic training, I wouldn't say it wasn't for nothing, but I think it's going to miss uh, in the future. Yeah. I actually think it's going to be a problem because you, you, you know what, you just you take a step over a gap. That's actually a fundamental understanding of how it works. Yes. I've, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that with this rush to automation, yeah. and look, I, I'm I'm a big supporter of it, by the way, because if it frees up our time to add more value, I'm I'm all for it. But mm. there is this part of our training we go through where we are stuck in debits and credits, <laughs> the basics. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say, I'm a geek. I love I love all that stuff. But um, if I did that all day, I wouldn't be in a job. So it's it's applying it in the right way and understanding it and um and that is my concern and i think you know we have a bit of a cliff facing us as well we've a lot of senior people and some some people i think they're, they're deadwood I, I think you know they've gone through the hard way as well but you know we're going to be missing a lot of there's gonna be a lot of people retiring and there's a lot of skills going to be outflowing of yeah. that nature in yeah. finance where they learned it the hard way and they didn't have all the benefit of these tools mm. to uh, to make it easier for them. So, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think there is a risk in the future and it's incumbent on us not to lose um, sight of the fact that there's great foundations in becoming finance professionals and, and accounting. So, you know, let's let's cherish it, but also appreciate that we have to come out from behind our desks and add value. And I think your point about the CFOs is a very valid one. I think think there's this term out there at the moment, chief value officer. Yeah. And and, you know, if that's not a warning of what's expected to come in the future, it's it's really about value and providing value. So um, so I appreciate you bringing that up, Sabine. Mm. I, I suppose in terms of in terms of any other points for our audience, any other thoughts about the future you'd like to share? Not about the future. I think, I think one of the things that I learned about uh, my well short journey um, is that I believed in myself about the one decision I made ten years ago when everybody else was doing accounting. I was taking another school uh, for knowing the business. I think that it is very important for the future to know how the business works. I know that making the right um, relationship across the organization is very important. And I just think you should not be afraid of going out there and have a meeting. I mean, 
I invited some of the highest level uh, on the Navy to join me for tea. And everybody was like, you know what? They don't have time for you. Well, actually they did. And they were quite interested in what I had to say because we add value from the bottom and up. So believe in what your skills are. Believe in what you are, what you can see in the future. Don't be afraid of being fooled. I mean, I stand there, you know, talking like a fool and everybody was shaking their head and like, you know what? We know this and like, okay, but nobody told me. So thank you. And, <laughs> you know, I just take the chance. Uh, go out there. The future is changing all the time. I mean, today is not tomorrow and maybe your job is not there. And I think it's not. So compared to the finance, you have to be looking up for your screen. So, yeah, you know, I think that's just it. You know, cooperation across the organization is very important. But the future holds that you have to do more relationship with uh, across the organization. You have to know what kind of info that your, um, your supreme or your manager wants. So you can't just hide behind the desk. You will not be involved in anything just sitting there and hand over the result. Then there's someone, some guy, some woman, me, probably, you know, taking the report, run away and just, you know, hand it over to the boss saying, hey, I talked to 10 of the one out in the, the machine room and they say that and that and that's why the numbers look at this. So I do really think that encouraging by actually believe in what you know, you know so much when you sit in finance, you know all the things that actually Definitely. need to know in the business. So why don't you just use it? Come on, get your ass off and go out there, right? So, yeah, but, just, yeah. yeah. But, but how much is that in our training though? You know, seriously, like, you know, we're taught all this finance of really good skills and then we're not actually taught how to go influence and uh, build relationships with people. We well, just assumed we know well, how to do that. One of the actually main courses I think that's missing in the university is communication uh, between professionals and across the organization. I mean, standing in front of the commanders, telling them about how the numbers and the figures were uh, going forward, and they're just like, okay, but can I go out shoot a cannon? You know, you don't have you, but you you have to go. You Rough have, area. Oh, great. No, but you have to somebody. You, you have to communicate figures and numbers to not uh, economists, and that's actually pretty hard. But knowing how to, you get so much return, and that's a that's one of the the courses that's missing in the university. I think. Yeah, you've actually just you've actually just prompted something in my head right and it could be worth an article you, you know you you want to write up on it but um <laughs> like i'm i'm a big believer in storytelling i tell stories all the time and um the 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 thing is is like i it only just occurred to me now is that when we go talking with people we would basically turn those conversations into stories behind the numbers mm. and it's really that's what that's where the story comes from and that's how you get the best way of getting something in our heads into other people's heads is actually to tell a story and if we're basically describing to a manager or an executive saying, yeah, I spoke to so-and-so or like this customer or whatever, and this mm. is what was said, and this is what it means for the numbers, we're in effect telling a story and they're seeing that play in their minds. It's a very effective way of getting the message across is storytelling. Yeah, about a story, I was saying... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Do we have the time for it? Yeah, we you, maybe you can yes, use it. It's okay. You can use this one. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, go on. So, um, <laughs> well, sitting with this finance and doing in the navy, whenever our ship is out, you get um, a credit for um, uh, invoice 
um, to NATO. Uh, NATO, and this bill was out when when I was in the year of 2016. I got a bill added to 2014. I mean, how can I have put down the amount of money to pay this bill two years in front? There's no, no, you you can't do that, right? So you know, I pick up the phone and. I wasn't yelling, but, you know, my friend was pretty good and saying, what the fuck, you know, you, you can't do this. This is going to, you know, blow out our a project. And talking to a lot of guys, I went down to my manager and say, this is how it works. This is all the step it has to go through. And this is not responsibility for our project. This is unacceptable. So I'm going to work with this. And again, they just looked at me like, okay, she's crazy again. But time I was finished. I went from two years to three months. I mean, and that's just talking to all the people that actually that's have nice. this this invoice in their hand, talking to a guy down in, I think it was Berlin or something like that, saying, you know what? You knew this. You know this invoice was coming. Why yeah. in the hell wasn't I noticed? So we went from two years to three months. That was a very good example about, you know, having the courage, by the way, because going into NATO uh, <laughs> takes, uh, <laughs> takes a long hair, right? Uh, yeah. And uh, talking to all these people and have the manager behind. So the storytelling about, you know, it doesn't have to take this long. And as soon as they get the eyes of what the, um, uh, how it all works and how long it's taken, all the steps actually was kind of an eye-opener for what was really happening. So we kind of cut yeah. it down for two years to three months. I'm quite proud of that because it was a very good example of, you know, hard work and delicate and, yeah, so. Yeah, but yeah, but it, it's, it's um, I mean, there's value in that. It's just freeing up time, having the conversations on behalf of other people. And it's great to have an object like it, like an invoice in your hand saying, this is physical, like, okay, how did this happen? Yeah. You know, yeah. what's the story... What's the story behind this? And just and remember that this is not $1,000. This is millions, right? Yes. So you oh, have God, to yeah. forecast millions and maybe bills in the future. And that's yes. that's just not acceptable. Well, not in my yeah. term, by the way. Well, yeah, exactly. And it's just part of having, you know, the people's backs that we're there to support as well. You know, they appreciate the efforts we go to, particularly if we're going out and talking to people, because that takes time. It's an investment of time. And, well, and that's a, a scarce resource we all have. Well, the funny part, and which also is a scary part, was my first boss, he didn't encourage me to do anything. He actually uh, <laughs> told me to just sit behind the screen and please don't talk, Sabina. And <laughs> so whenever <laughs> I had to do something, I was waiting for him to go on holiday so I can, you know, do my thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, actually, that's like my first job. Yeah, I was in, I was in the mailroom, actually. Oh, I was okay. told to stay in there and open invoices and scan them. That was my first job. It was only when, it was only when I spotted that, that was um, that there was no credit notes for um, for invoices on pallets that I expected because working in family business you would expect credit notes for these wooden pallets that things would have been delivered on yeah because uh, you'd return them it was like and I asked questions about that uh, finally got to the finance director of the area and he set me up on a terminal I talked to a few people as well again with an, an invoice and that's how I generated a conversation and I saved them one million pounds sterling. Wow. So, yeah, and that was what, when I was 20? So it was like that, you know, that's the story. That's the power of an invoice and having a question about where's the uh, where are the credit notes for this invoice. 
And actually, the thing is that whenever you ask a question, everybody is shaking their head with, oh, no, I have to answer something. I have to figure it out. Yeah. I have to talk to everybody else. But as soon as you get the result, everybody is like, oh, you're so good at this. I'm like, yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, there we, exactly. There we go. <laughs> oh, my God. Look, so there, there's some good stories. You, you know what? Um, I suppose in terms of our audience, if they wish to, to find out or learn more about you, where's the best place to connect with you at? Um, that will be LinkedIn. Um, you are more than welcome to... Uh, to connect with me uh, i have all my well not all my papers in there but you know you can see some of my results i'm also doing articles and um computation in debates and so on so you're more than welcome to go in there and look for yourself and and connect with me so that would be perfect i really appreciate that well thanks for sharing uh, that sabina and all the the good points on on the the show there's sort of definitely the courage the self-belief as well it's, mm. it's a very important trait i think an asset of what we have as, as finance professionals is actually part of the training i definitely do with my team is that self-belief self-vigilance so look uh, you've been a great guest i uh, really appreciate you investing your time with us today and uh, thanks for coming on the show yeah thank you for having me i really appreciate it so there you have it hope you enjoyed today's show if you'd like to know more about our guests today, their bio, and follow up on the resources mentioned during the show, you can find all the relevant links and more at sitnshow.com. There you'll also be able to get access to earlier shows, read the latest blogs. There's also an opportunity to subscribe to our newsletter, which will give you heads up as to when the next show is coming out, latest events, news, and anything that's going to be relevant to help you have a fun, rewarding, and successful career in finance and accounting. And just before you go, we really appreciate your feedback. If there's something we can do better on the show, something that's not working, or something you'd like to see, even a guest you'd like for us to invite onto the show, someone who you think might be able to benefit you more and also the rest of our community, please let me know. You can email me. I'm at andrew at sitnshow.com or feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Just drop me a message so I know how you found me and we can connect. And really, it's our community that will make the show. If we keep engaging and driving each other on, we'll keep on building our strength in the numbers. When all is said and done, if we can do the numbers better and finance better, we'll create more opportunities for ourselves, our friends, our families, our communities and our businesses. So until next time, have a good rest of the week. Take care and let's keep building our strength in the numbers.